The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name's Ken Swanson. I'm the lead film and draft analyst for Arrowhead Pride. This is the AP Draft Show. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. Find him on Twitter, at Jacob Morley. Give the guy a follow. He need, we need to get his followership up. It's Jake Stack. What's going on, What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. Just a uh, happy combine week. This happy is a week. very exciting part of the process. You know, I was sitting here thinking to myself today, if the draft miss process is really like the Christmas season, then the combine is essentially the first time you get to see the presents under Ooh. the tree. You know, it's the first time you get to waddle out there, pick that <laughs> present up, and shake it. See how much it weighs. See how much it weighs. See how fast it is. I mean... See how fast maybe you could open it. I don't know. <laughs> but see if it's, you know, something clunky, something good, or something sleek, or something maybe quiet like socks. I don't know. But <laughs> ba- but basically, the Combine is our first glimpse really at these prospects and really seeing what they have to offer. Yeah, so, not just seniors. I mean, it's right. everyone. Yep. You're getting to see the entire group. All these guys are a little bit more well-prepared. They're a little bit more well-oiled. They're ready to go. They've been prepping for this moment because it means a lot uh, for a lot of, you know, some of the analytics guys value their their athletic testing is really important for some of the analytics as part of their part of this process. I mean, even for us, Jake, we use the analytics uh, to help kind of create our draft board. We have some athletic testing baked into our grades. So um, I, t- I totally agree with you, man. This is it's, it's a fun time. It is one of my favorite weeks of the year, and we've got a lot of prospects. We, we talked about the offense last week. We're going to talk about the defense this week. Jake, I want to know who uh, you're most excited to see at the NFL Combine on the defensive side of the football this week. So on the defensive side of the football, I went with someone that is really has a lot riding on this week because because uh, of his weigh-in, and that's Brian Burns, mm. the edge from Florida State. So much rides on what he weighs. There's been so much talk about what he played at last year. Um, some people think he played at like 220 pounds, between 220 and 230. Yeah. Um, the rumor is he's up to above 240. Um, so that's what you'd like to see. You know, anywhere between you know 240 and 250 would probably be a pretty good weigh-in for him. That's what people want to see from him. And then obviously his measurements. He looks like a long, lanky guy. But on top of that, if he comes in at 245, Kent, 
how is he going to move? Right. You know, how is he going to carry that weight? Is he still going to be an elite athlete like some people say he is? Or is he going to look a little bit clunkier uh, carrying that weight? So this is this is a, a big week for him, but this is also something, you know, I'm really excited to see because I'm really high on him. He's actually my edge two in this class, but... Um, and I think we're high on him in general, too. I think he's well within our top 10. He's probably pushing that top five range for us as a prospect. But what's important about the edge position, too, is you know a lot of guys will kind of poo-poo the combine and say, you know, it's just guys running around in underwear, give me football players, or, you know, that kind of talk. And, like, I don't necessarily completely disagree with that, but for the edge position, yeah. athleticism 100% matters. Um, yep. If you don't get the right kind of athlete, your chance of success is going to fall off drastically. Yeah, there's some good good research out there if you go to uh setting the edge.com uh slash force players actually there's a guy named justice mosquito he's done some fantastic work kind of looking at um density density adjusted explosiveness those those guys that are big and dense that are still really flexible and explosive and perform well in some of these testings they're, they're highly predictive of successful pass rushers and you actually see a lot of those kind of traits getting selected in the first round so a guy like burns if he can go out there and still be explosive and and, and meet some of those athletic threats thresholds while being 240 pounds there's no chance that the chiefs are going to have an opportunity to trade up for this guy like it's just it's not happening so um that's definitely something to keep on with uh, keep an eye on with him he could have a big week uh and really help himself out because there's some people that mock him i saw peter schrager our guy uh, uh he was uh he was mocking burns at 31 this week and you know, and I don't think that's the case with everyone, but there are some people that are kind of low on Brian Burns. It's probably because of his weight. A guy I'm excited to see is Rocky Asin, the cornerback from Temple. He was one of my favorite interviews at the Combine. Might have been my most favorite. Uh, really well-spoken kid, real humble, but on the field, he he's very tough. He plays with a lot of toughness. He's a physical corner, really succeeded as a press corner. Uh, one of the things he said he was kind of working on when he was at the Senior Bowl was his off-man techniques. He didn't get really a lot of opportunities to do that there. Um, but I just want to see what kind of uh, what kind of performance he's going to be able to have here. Um, you know, if he tests well, some people have him mocked in that round one range. Uh, and, uh, or yeah, like, like the late round one kind of range, we kind of have him as a second round pick right now, but he's definitely a guy that could help himself and maybe push him out of range for the chiefs in that second round. Uh, Jake, give me someone that you think can help themselves the most at the combine this week. Yeah, this is one of my favorite players in this draft class. He's a small school guy, but he's got good bloodlines. His cousin is Herb Adderley. He was obviously the Hall of Fame cornerback that played, oh, obviously. In, totally. play, played in the NFL yeah. for a number of years for a couple of teams, Cowboys and the Packers. I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, but this is this, this is his uh, <laughs> this is his uh, nephew or cousin, uh, Nasir Adderley, and he's the safety for the Delaware Blue Hens. I'm excited to see him, and I think he can help himself a lot because these small school guys really kind of need to come out and make sure that they have good athletic numbers, that they can they can kind of prove that they belong with the big boys. And with Nasir, what I really like about him and why I'm so high on him is because I think he has the upside to be a true cover one single high type safety. Think Earl Thomas in his prime, you know, a guy that, you know, single high is pretty much as it says. He's back there by himself. He's kind of erasing any mistakes that your secondary can make on on the deep back end and and he can be a guy with a ton of range that can go and make plays all over the field. So, with that said, if he comes out and runs a 455 
he can't really do that. He right. needs to run well. Um, so if he can't run well, if he can't do that, then I don't think he's necessarily that cover one single high type guy. Then you start asking yourself, well, what is he then? So then I think his stock would drop. So how he can help himself is running in that four four range, you know. And Dane Brugler, who is one of a guy that we all have a ton of respect for, yeah. super well connected has even gone on the record saying that he has heard that Nasir Adderley can run in the 4-3s. Now, he didn't look as fast at the Senior Bowl. Right, and he actually told me that he was uh, kind of dealing with a high ankle sprain uh, before the com- uh, before the Senior Bowl. And then there was reports that came out afterwards that he actually had a high ankle sprain still. Yeah, the senior bowl. and so this is, and so that's another thing he can help himself with. Is right. There are those questions out there. So come out, work out well, show everyone that you're healthy, show everyone what you can do when you're 100. Um, percent And I honestly think he could be looking at you know anywhere in that 20 to 30 range, maybe even higher in this draft class. Oh, I I think if he has a great performance, he's going to wind up uh, in the top 20. Jake, uh, a guy for me that I think can help themselves out a lot is Christian Miller and Edge from Alabama. It's a pretty big important week for him because he's going to have to go through the medicals. He's had some uh, issues uh, in his time at Alabama. I think missed some time. Uh, and, you know, he's he's guy that has some intriguing athletic traits. Let's see how they all like kind of ultimately reveal themselves through this process. What does he look like? How dense is he? How explosive is he? If he shows out and tests well, that could really help his draft stock and push him into probably the top half of the second round. Uh, he's a long guy. He's flexible. Let's see what kind of explosiveness uh, and power he has because that could go a long way in in helping his draft stock and maybe taking him out of the range that the Chiefs, that we mocked the Chiefs with him. I think we put him at the 61st pick when we mocked our first mock draft on Arrowhead Pride this week. So uh, this is a big week for him. Uh, and and just wanted to chime out. We'll, we'll get to Matt in a second. Wanted to make sure to remind you guys, uh, you can still pre-order the KC Draft Guide. Find it uh, at gumgum.co slash draft, And the promo code NERD will get you uh, this guide for $6.99 still. We're going to have 300 prospects graded. Uh, we're going to have over 200 write-ups on prospects talking specifically about how they fit the Kansas City Chiefs. We are making, it is is devoted to the Chiefs, all about the Chiefs, for Chiefs fans to kind of help get a, a great idea of what this means and what all these prospects mean for the Chiefs. And I just want to add, I was writing a prospect write-up the other day, and I was writing in a how he fits with the Chiefs, and I was getting myself pumped up. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they got to get this guy. They got to get him. But so, uh, hey, Jake, give us a tease. Uh, who was it? It was Nasir. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. It was, yeah, no, it was. And it was really good. And you're going to want to read it, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to find it, gum.co slash KC draft promo code nerd. You can also find links to the pre-order uh, on our Twitter accounts. Uh, the, the the guide will release April 8th. And some of the stuff we've seen with the art and stuff is just, I'm so excited for you guys to see it. And we'll, we'll have some teases for that here in the near future. We'll bring Matt on right now and then we'll go to Craig and then we'll close this out with a mailbag. You can find him on Twitter at chief in Carolina. He's in Carolina right now. Maddie Lane. How you doing, my man? Doing good. Doesn't matter. Missouri, Kansas, Carolina. We all wear blue shirts on the draft show. 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you guys can't see it because it's we're talking through a Google Hangout, but we're rocking the blue today. Apparently, I rock the blue in all the Arrowhead Pride videos that I do, and I didn't notice it. But like, I get so much crap from Craig and Matt all the time. And I went back and looked. I went back and looked at the thumbnails, and you're right. <laughs> I know I'm right. Every time one pops up, it's a blue shirt. I know, and I, there's there's only a couple. Like it is dark blue, light blue. Shades of blue, like l- blue lines. I just, I, it's embarrassing. You I can just say that I you're didn't... feeling blue. Oh, I guess so. I'm actually wearing gray. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Dynamite drop in, Jacob. Yeah, <laughs> fifty shades of blue. <laughs> uh, Great tidbit we got there. Uh, so, Maddie, I wanted to ask you uh, about a prospect that you're most excited to see at the combine here this week. Well. Knowing me and how I do these things, I'm going to go ahead and cheat and give you two prospects I'm excited to see. Oh, my gosh. I'm shocked. I feel like it's not fair to just say Ed Oliver because everybody knows he's going to test good. Now, I don't think everyone appreciates just how great this is about to be. He's potentially going to break the record for every single drill besides maybe the bench press for interior defensive linemen. Now, the chances that he hits every single one, not likely, but I'm pretty sure the three cone, the 40 time, definitely very close to going down. And if anybody's seen the workout videos of this man all the yes. time, he looks like a, a linebacker at the absolute worst, but probably closer to a safety running around in all these drills. If you ask some people, he is a linebacker, apparently. Yeah. Like, I, it's so dumb. People just... He's a good football player. Figure out what to do with him. If you if you if you try to line him up as an off ball, you deserve to like be regulated to the AAF. Like this is just ridiculous. Yeah, now I will say there's some plays where it looks like he has that kind of range, but no, you have no business putting him off ball. I don't even think you have any business putting him on the edge full time. He's no. an interior defensive lineman. Let him do that. And we're gonna go from one kind of linebacker to another. Jonathan Abram, my second guy I'm excited to see. He's uh, he's the size of a linebacker as well. He's probably only a little bit smaller than Ed Oliver. Okay, a little bit. It's like 40, 50 pounds. But <laughs> I mean, only. Still, <laughs> he's a very large safety, and I think he's going to blow up at the combine too. I just think that gives some Chiefs fans another player to watch here towards the end on the defensive side that's going to be more reasonable for them to draft without having to trade up. But I think his explosive testing and straight line stuff is going to be pretty ridiculous at his size. No, I totally agree. Uh, so how about you give me uh, some a defensive player that you think that can help themselves the most this week? So again, two guys, but I'll go shorter on this one because they have the exact same reasoning. We got Amani Hooker and Juan Thornhill. So both guys are safeties. Both are very smart football players, spent a lot of time in man coverage for safeties, but they also aren't great athletes or so nobody expects them to be. So if these guys can come out and just prove to be average athletes, that's going to help their draft stock tremendously because at this point in time, I think everyone kind of expects them to test towards the bottom percentile of just about everything. Yeah, those you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I I've heard better reviews about Juan Thornhill's potential athleticism, but it'll be interesting to see how he does. That's Armani Hooker from Iowa and Juan Horth, wow Juan Thornhill from Virginia, right? Correct. Yes, those are the okay. schools they go to. But you know, they no longer go there, Jake. So come on now, don't get <laughs> mad at me for past, forgetting Jacob. the schools. <laughs> but I was going to say, past, Jake. It's funny for Thornhill because I'm pretty sure he was like a basketball star coming out of high school. So being a two-sport athlete, getting scholarships to, you know, a couple different schools, you'd think that he would be at least considered an average athlete. 
But, you know, it's like I said, we're interested to see what it's going to be. If he comes out and runs and jumps well, I think it's going to be huge for him. Sure. Well, and Hooker from Iowa, he people have listed him as corner as a corner as well, like potentially playing there with some coverage ability. And I don't know what I don't know what Iowa has as their defensive coordinator or their defensive backs coach, but it seems like they have a prospect coming out every single year. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, and that's what originally turned me on to Hooker. I saw that he made the All-American like first team, and then I was like, okay, well, it's Iowa. You know, it can't be bad based on everything else they turn out. And you watch, it's right. like, okay, early in the year he plays safety and nickelback. Then towards the end of the year, he's playing linebacker and nickelback, almost like the exact same role that Dorian O'Daniel played for Clemson last year. And that's mm-hmm. what he ended the year playing, but he's still, you know, the size, I guess, of Dorian O'Daniel, which is the safety. But nonetheless yeah so he just showed a lot of main coverage skills but he looked better and more fluid in zone coverage than most linebackers do okay maddie i got a couple of mailbag questions i wanted to ask you specifically uh and then we'll just we'll let you go after that uh at ryan scott hall our guy asks talk about how draymond jones is tailor-made for steve spagnolo and then go ahead and make all the keeping up with the joneses types puns you'd like uh maddie are you jonesing for draymond I'm going to leave all the puns to Kent on this one. I think Jones puns are a little overdone. So we're going to let mm. that one go. I'm just here to draft Dexter Williams and have all D Williamses on this roster going forward. <laughs> but uh, Draymond Jones, I like Draymond Jones. He's very explosive. He's a fantastic pass rusher on the interior. He wasn't my favorite interior defensive lineman I watched. And I think it's more of, I'm not sure that he's an elite athlete. And I guess we're really about to find out this week. I think he's a right. good athlete, but I don't know if he's elite. And he's real slim, so he's kind of only on the field for passing downs, even for Ohio State. I only imagine that's going to be worse in the NFL. And next to Chris Jones on third downs, that's going to be fantastic. But I'm not so sure the Chiefs are going to want to take that kind of pick early in the second round because I think they'd have to move back up to get Draymond Jones or take him at the end of the first, which is just a little too high for my liking. Right. No. And he is a good football player, though. I, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I mean, he's I, he, he's probably, yeah, you're right, probably mostly a, a pass down kind of guy. That's where his value is. And so if they think that they can, you know, take a guy like that when there's other needs, like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's, he could disrupt, though. He'll disrupt the passer at the next level. Yeah. Uh, one more question for you. At JJ Pierce 97 asks, as a mid-round edge guy, how do you feel about Jalen Jelks or Justin Hollins out of Oregon? Uh, uh, any uh, or uh, or Sharif Miller, any of favorites out of those three? So of those three, I'm the biggest fan of Justin Hollins. Now, my only thing with that is I'm not sure he's just an edge rusher. If you're going to put him on the Was field, that a Justin pun? It sounded no. kind of like it. Just, no. okay. Justin, no. edge rusher. Okay. All right, no. continue. Can't. Sorry, Can't. No. had to jump in. No, no, we're going to go radio was- silence. We're about to go radio <laughs> silence on this one. No. So Justin Hollins, I wouldn't put him out there as an edge for 50, 40, 50 snaps in a game. I just don't think that's what he's good at. Rushing the passer over and over again kind of exposes his lack of plan and just his inability to be technically sufficient enough or efficient enough, I suppose. But as a player that could play kind of a Sam linebacker role where he's blitzing on occasion and it's more of a blitz where he's coming in a straight line rather than trying to turn a full corner and then dropping back into coverage on other snaps, I think that's where he really excelled and I think that's where his big value is. Jelks, Sharif Miller, they didn't impress me quite as much. Um, they have more pass rushing potential, I think, full-time than Hollins, but Hollins just offers such more versatility. And like I said, he looks like a really good athlete out in space, so I would be looking at Hollins from Oregon over the other two. 
All right, that's uh, Maddie Lane. Find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. Catch you later, bud. Later, guys. Go blue. Find him on Twitter at Barley Hop. Craig Stout, what is going on, my man? Oh, not much. Uh, getting ready to settle down and uh, drink a couple beers and watch uh, watch some draft prospects. You know, typical Thursday. Shred some tape. Yeah, that, that Jake's Jake's gonna Jake's calling it shred some tape now. Shred some tape. I kind of love that. He's trying to trademark it. I think he's trying to make shred a thing. Quit trying yeah. to make shred happen, Jake. Yeah, yeah. It's not fetch. Hey, do you know? Uh, do you know who's shredded? Probably. Uh, Terrell Hanks. Nope, Joan Williams. Oh I yeah, that, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, is, I don't know if he actually is, but I was just trying to take an opportunity to use that like free transition. Um, <laughs> I, I, you're pretty excited to see him, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Gregory. Yes, absolutely. He's the guy that I'm most excited to see at the Combine. He is a huge cornerback. He's 6'2", 210, and his, his major question is going to be his speed I, on tape he looks fluid enough he's good in press he's got great ball skills he's got basically above average of everything that you would expect from a guy that's that size you know that length but there's a couple questions about his long speed if he comes out and he runs a good 40 he's going to be a round one pick i'm saying it right now Whew. but but if he doesn't, he could fall all the way to round three. Like that wow. speed is a major, major question. Sure. Um, what do you think he's gonna weigh when he comes in? Oh my goodness, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think he's going to be upwards of. Oh, it depends. If he's been working out and he's been in an actual training program, putting a little mass on himself, he could weigh north of two ten. He'd be wow. the size of a long safety. And you're putting him out there as a corner, and he's got the hips to do it. So yeah, he's a guy that I I was actually a little bit early on. I was kind of like at the front end of that two week period that everybody and their dog found out about Joe Juan Williams. <laughs> <laughs> he's a guy that I've been excited about for a little bit, and now we actually get to see him run and uh, find out how fast he is. Craig, uh, who do you think can help themselves the most this weekend on the defensive side of the football? I'm going to actually cheat here a little bit. I know everybody's just taking one. Boo. I'm actually taking several here. Oh, come on. Several. Don't be greedy. It's draftness. Yes, <laughs> come on. You're such a Grinch. I am such a Grinch. More of a Scrooge. I, <laughs> I, I am in charge of off-ball linebackers, and so I've been watching a lot of these guys. They are all kind of grouped together after that first three, and then you can throw in Joe Giles-Harris in there a little bit above that. Then it's all kind of a big block of guys that none of them have really separated themselves very much. Uh, a guy that I think could come in and play Will and be really good for an NFL team is Blake Cashman from Minnesota, but he's got to test well. Uh, it's Minnesota. He hadn't played a whole lot of teams, so he looks like the fastest guy on the field. But is he actually the fastest guy on the field? <laughs> and then the other three that I've got, one of them's not there. Jelani Tavai out of Hawaii. He actually uh. is held out with a shoulder injury. He's a guy that could be a Sam for the Chiefs. But the other two who can be Sams for the Chiefs, 
Sion Taki Taki out of BYU. I'm sorry, what was that again? Sion Taki Taki. Is it out Sion? Of BYU. Is it Sione or Sion? Oh, it might be Sione. Sione. I could see it Sione. I could see it. It's S-I-O-N-E. It might be Sione. I I mean, we're going to have to to go ask his mom. We are going to have to go ask his mom. A lot of moms on Twitter. (laughs) Favorite stuff. He's a guy that played edge, both off-ball linebacker spots, and a little bit of corner. So he played everywhere for BYU. Craig, absolutely I you, everywhere. I want you to do me a favor, Craig. Okay, yeah. here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna set okay. a we're gonna set a wife slash girlfriend Twitter trap, and what that means is you're going to tweet out Sioni Taki Taki is a top 50 player on my board. I think he's one of the best players in this draft class, and then see if his mom or his girlfriend likes it. You just try to try to you know do some sleuthing, and if if we're lucky, we can ask someone close to the source if how you pronounce his name. How about that? I, I I'm I'm all for this, but I mean, Kent, he's from BYU. He's definitely already married. I mean, that's true. So and he might gotta, be 28. I he, for, he, we, he, he very well could be. But so like that. Fu- yeah, Nasir no, Adderley's mom has liked some stuff. Henry Anderson, me and Ryan Scott Hall were talking about him like five years ago, and his girlfriend liked him. Me and me and uh, Ryan were talking about Henry Anderson again this week, and she liked a tweet again. <laughs> five year gap, so it's like it's like a trap to 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 capture for it. family members. Let's see, because see, there's no one talking about Sioni Taki Taki. No, I mean, no, there's not. Except for, there should except be. For Craig He's Sa- a very I, good football player, but yeah. I mean, right. Who was the last guy that you were looking at? Uh, the last guy that I was looking at, same sort of mold. He's from Utah as well. His name is Cody Barton. His, his brother is actually in this draft as well as a tackle, but he's another guy that played everywhere in their fronts. He's got a little bit of quickness. He just needs a little more size. He's another guy that could fit as a Sam that if he tests well and he shows up with a little more weight on him, that would kind of indicate that he wants to play a Sam in some of these hybrid under fronts, and they could definitely look at a guy like that. Okay, Craig, we got a couple of mailbag questions. I was just going to ask you them. Uh, at LG Suarez asks, Craig, if you could compare your top three prospects the Chiefs could snag in the upcoming draft to beers what what would they what would those beers be love you guys we love you too i I really 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 love you lj suarez this is my favorite question that we've been asked of all of the draft questions that we've received so far so oh no this is this is you're gonna go matt lane aren't you relax me and maddie lane are competing for the longest segment this week oh no we're gonna start round one we all know that I love Baron Murphy. He's a guy yes. that I love. We all love. We're going to take him. That guy is a little bit small, but everything he does is very technical, very smooth, very refined. <laughs> what is more technical, refu- re- smooth, and refined than an Oktoberfest made via the <laughs> Reinheitsgebot? <laughs> What a full on the, March did you, through. Did you just word vo- did you just word vomit? No. Rein Heiskabot. Oh my that gosh. is 
the German beer purity law made with specific German malts, unrefined, a very specific way, no additives. You do it the hard way. March through September, you have to wait. You got to let that guy develop, but it's very technical, very smooth Oktoberfest. If the Chiefs want Byron Murphy, they might have to do it the hard way and trade up. Oh, I love I mean, it. I love it. See? I, I'm just saying. Yes. I am going to scream Ryan Heisgebut if we have to trade up for Byron Murphy. <laughs> That's going to scream it, and I expect you all to do it too. Oh, it's going to be like it's going to be like a moment in Braveheart. Oh, Ryan uh, <laughs> I love it. I love. I love it too. I, I really kind of hope that happens now. It has to. It has, it has to. to now. It has to. Uh, second guy that I'm looking at. I am going to the well with wide receiver out of Georgia, Ridley. Riley Ridley. He is a guy that I really expect to test pretty well. He's quick. He's great. He's got great soft hands. But he's a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of production. He would be oh, maybe no. <laughs> a Trappist ale that uh, you know doesn't get a whole lot of distribution. That maybe coming out of Georgia is, is more of a it's more of a double. He hasn't been targeted much. But you put him with Patrick Mahomes, and now all of a sudden he's a bourbon barrel Trappel. Maybe maybe an Allagash Curio that. Uh, that just is really a, a top-notch, refined beer and a guy that you can count on going forward to be just this this fantastic receiver. Is he? Uh, is it an aged beer? Like, I mean, I think Riley Ridley's, or he's, he's, he's at least 23. He might be pushing 24 like his brother was. It's even perfect because you age it in bar bourbon barrels. It's perfect. It's oh, perfect. my gosh. I'm going to yes. go look up his age later. We're going to find that out because his brother was an was a old draftee. Okay, final one. Final one, Craig. Final one. Final one. Also out of Georgia, DeAndre Walker. We're getting our edge. He's a little bit unrefined. Is right this gonna now. be your favorite? Is this gonna be your favorite one? No. Like, I mean, no. Oh, okay. No, no, All right. No, okay. No. But it's he's a little bit unrefined. He needs some of the edges smoothed out, but he's not going to be this big, thick, you know, sort of defensive presence. But he's going to be a smooth edge bender he's going to be able to set the edge he's going to be a good pass rusher kind of in the vein of justin houston going forward but very strong also smooth not as harsh as some stouts maybe a nitrogenized stout maybe <laughs> a left hand milk stout going forward shout out to my man ryan call works for left hand but yeah yeah deandre walker there you go <laughs> This might be my favorite episode ever. I have a question, and this is the inverse of that question. You talked about a lot of beers that are okay, but who's the bush light of this draft class? Gardner Minshew. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's right. This might be the this might be the ten best minutes of of Arrowhead Pride's <laughs> podcast history. I, I how how much time did you spend on this? Be honest. Very minimal. Seriously, I didn't have time. I meant to spend more time researching that. That's mostly off the dome. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> no, I, I, just, I don't know if I'm, I'm impressed or worried. I know. <laughs> I I should have like I should have just saved 
that question for the last one because now I have another question I have to ask you, but I don't want to because I just want to mic drop on that. <laughs> you 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 want to leave on that? I, I, I kind of do, but I I want to I want to answer this guy's question. Is at Low Lip McGee? He asks my new favorite day three sleeper is linebacker linebacker safety hybrid Ben Burkhaven. Uh, he's from Washington. Well, agree or disagree, Craig? I, you know, I I like Ben Burkhaven a lot. He's got a very high motor. Uh, he's very hard worker. He he attacks the ball really well. He plays the way that you absolutely want him to. The problem is he's just so small, and he's already kind of got a lot of weight on him for his size. So he he's not a guy that you're really going to be able to bulk up and turn into a Mike. Even though I think that he reads the game really well and can do that. But he's also not fast enough to play Will, and he's just really not that great of an athlete. So I love the way that he plays, but he's constantly picked on in coverage. Guys throw over him all the time. He gets trucked by running backs and ragdolled by offensive linemen. He's a guy that I just, yeah, I really love the way he plays, but his size is just really against him. You have a, you have a comp for him? <laughs> uh, uh no, not yet. Small. Uh, who 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 are we thinking? Do you have a comp for him? I meant I meant beer. Oh, beer! <laughs> uh, right man, off the bat, small, <laughs> small work ethic. Uh, he he's definitely a uh, definitely a logger. Maybe maybe an IPL something something that's a little bit hoppy. So he's aggressive. You know, he's not just your plain Jane sort of thing. He's aggressive still, but he's not going to come up and hit you in the mouth. You're going to be able to drink a few of them and walk it off, no problem. But, you know, he, uh, yeah, uh, India Pale Lager. There you go. <laughs> Find him on Twitter at Barley Hop. It's the great man of many talents, Craig Stout. And we're going to close out this week's episode with your questions. Took some uh, questions from you guys on Twitter. If you ever want to ask anything, just find us there. Uh, at Stephen Gray Jr. asks, which position group is the highest priority for building depth on offense through the draft? Running back, tight end, wide receiver, O-line. Over, under on the number of draft picks that Brett Veach spends on the offense. I'll say he spends three picks on the offense. I think... Um, I would like to see them grab a tight end to bolster the depth there. Right now, it's Travis Kelsey, and uh, that's basically it. Yeah, and I, that's good. I think with depth amongst your offense, I think you always go with offensive line, though, just because there's such a there's such a shortage of good offensive linemen in the NFL. I think that's just a position you should take every year, pick up one or two of those guys. I think that's the best way to build depth. It's a big unit, too. But tight end's another good one. Uh, but I would go with O-line on that, and I, I agree. I think like three, three point five would be a good over under on offensive guys in this draft class. Yeah, I'm, this year I'm just speaking like this year, like tight end. I think they they've got bigger issues to you know address at tight end. But yeah, no, always invest in offensive line. Like I don't disagree with that at all, especially from a year to year basis. Totally. I mean, they even last year the only offensive side of the ball that they picked was offensive line so and he was a defender and he was actually a defensive player but apparently there's some positivity about his uh, opportunities here moving forward that's Khalil McKenzie uh, at Irish Chief One asks with Deontay Thompson's wrist ligament injury and the prospects of him falling in the draft is it realistic to think the Chiefs could pick him up in the second without trading up uh, yeah I, I'm kind of wondering at this point he, he started 
real great in the season, but he finished kind of poorly, Jake. You were the were you the primary grader on him? Yep. And he he is a weird dude because his I mean, at the end of last year, the answer, the end of 17 and the beginning of 18, he looked like a top 10 player. Yeah, and he had top 10 buzz early and in the it process. Was, it was warranted. He he really does. He looked great. I mean, he is. He flies around the field. He would fly up and run defense, you know, so so much so that you you didn't really worry that he was a little bit smaller. But then as the year progressed, I don't know what happened to him. It's just like he forgot how to play football. It's like the <laughs> Monstars took his powers. Like, there, like lack of discipline. Like I just saw like his eyes weren't disciplined. He busted some coverages. He gave up some big plays. Like I, I don't know what happened. Oh, I think part of it too is film. You know, people, there's film on him and you could see a really aggressive guy that you can manipulate, manipulate a little bit with your eyes as a quarterback. Quarterback. I don't know, um, but it depends. To answer the question, yeah, I think they could get him in the second round, and I think that's a good landing spot for him because if you can get the Deontay Thompson of the beginning of this year, you're getting a potential steal at that point in the draft, even though it's still a high draft pick, but good Deontay Thompson's really good. Yeah, Bad Deontay Thompson's really bad. He's real bad. At Irish Chief One asks, on small school guys just came across Keelan Doss. What's your take on him and what round do you see him being drafted? Jake, you're the primary guy on this. I just wanted to, what, what do you think about Keelan Doss? We saw him at the at the Senior Bowl. What your, what's your take on him and where is he getting drafted? So my take on him is before the Senior Bowl, you know, we're, so Keelan Doss, he played at UC Davis. He's a smaller school guy and he dominated that level of competition like he should have. His film score is really good. The only question I wanted him to answer at the Senior Bowl was, can he play with the big boys? And he he could he he looked good. I think he uh, uh, what's his face uh, the coach for the Raiders went out went ahead John Gruden. John Gruden went ahead and said when he said at the Senior Bowl these small school receivers have made themselves some money this weekend. He was talking about Keelan Doss too. Keelan Doss came in and proved that that he can play at that level. He's a, he's a big athlete. I think he measured in at like six two two eleven today. So he's got the size. Uh, we'll see how he runs. But he looks like he looks like a good athlete. Um, I love the way he attacks the football when it's when it's in the air. He's a high volume receiver. They used him like they should have at UC Davis, where they just force fed him the ball, and he delivered more often than not. Um, right now, I have a late third on him. I, I in this draft class, though, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on day day three. Um, I have a third on him, but I think the NFL might value him more in the fourth. Um, but third, fourth round, I think, is a good landing spot for Keelan Doss. Uh, at Wichita, Chief Sam asks, who is the best defensive back in your guys' opinion that is likely to go on day three? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, one guy I'm kind of interested in is uh, safety out of Marshall. His name's Malik Gant. Uh, really aggressive player. Um, and sometimes to his detriment, I think if you can get him to kind of play a little bit more disciplined, he's got the right football character to him. We can tell the way he plays very, um, you know, willing to stick his nose in there, um, willing to hit. He's got pretty good range. Uh, and you know, I, I think there's some really positive indicators about how he plays the weight game of football. He just needs to get some more discipline to him. Uh, he's always downhill. I think there's a couple times I watched him where, um, he had some pass responsibility like on a swing route and he's a little bit late to get to it. He was just trying to stay aggressive downhill and, and probably should have pulled up and started, you know, kind of moving into coverage a little quicker. But um, I, I like him as a player. Uh, he's a safety hits hard. He's, he's a really fun prospect to watch. Jake, who uh, who's a guy that you're keeping an eye on on day three that would be a, a fun ad? Well, real quick, I got two guys. So one, uh, Jaquan Johnson from Miami. I think he's probably a sixth, seventh, maybe undrafted type guy, but 
and, and I think that's because he's a he's a limited athlete. He doesn't play the ball that well, but he's a smart player, and he's a guy that I think if you draft him, he's he's one he's going to be a later round guy, but a guy that can come in and probably play sooner than you would think for one of those late round guys. High floor, low ceiling. I think it's just you get what you get. Really smart player. Uh, he was really he was like the chief of that bat of that of that secondary for Miami the last couple of years. Got guys lined up. I, at least would go and know where to line up for the most part. He's a guy that if he was starting, you probably always want to try to upgrade. Um, but he's a guy that could come in and give you at least decent football. The second guy is Andrew Wingard, the guy, uh, safety from Wyoming. Uh, Dewey Wingard. He is just a wrecking ball of a safety. Uh, probably kind of similar. He's probably a better athlete than Jaquan Johnson. But he's a guy that you probably wouldn't want starting uh, very often, but you could get some packages for him. Good player, good special teams guy. Probably talking sixth, seventh round for him too. But Dewey Wingard's another guy to keep an eye on. Uh, So I like him a lot too. Uh, At Chief Bearcat, our guy asks, you guys talk a lot about wanting or not wanting uh, a running back before round five. Who are some guys you like in that range? Uh, So I... I like, there's a lot of guys like, I'm the primary grader on the running back position. Uh, I think uh, Bruce Anderson from North Dakota State, up by where you grew up, Jake. Oy. He's got some He's got some interesting uh, traits as a pass catcher. I think he's a very natural pass catcher. Um, I, he struggles in pass protection, and that kind of showed up uh, a little bit at the Senior Bowl. He's a guy I'm a big fan of. I also really like James Williams, the running back from Washington State. Uh, he's kind of he's got more pass catcher traits than he does running back traits, but I think that would be you know just a guy that that can be a little bit more dynamic as a pass catcher would be a nice piece to add to this committee. And those are two guys I think could wind up being available on day three. And one guy I'll give you is Miles Gaskin from Washington State. Uh, being a, a Packers guy, he does remind me of Aaron Jones. Ooh. I think he's got some vibes like that. And I think and Aaron Jones was a fifth-round draft pick. Um, they measured in pretty much identically today at the Combine is when, uh, well, today or yesterday, I guess, when Gaskins measured in. Uh, but he runs like him, too. He he misses he makes guys miss in the open field, catches the ball well out of the backfield. Uh, just a good, solid player that I think might be there in round five. He'd be a nice pickup for the Chiefs. At RP Simino asks, why is the Combine in Indy every year? Um, I believe this is true they actually built the the building to kind of accommodate the the combine a little bit how they set some stuff up um just with like some of the layouts even like on the field like some of the sidelines and stuff i believe they wanted to make sure that they could accommodate it and it's just kind of a tradition i think people really like going to indianapolis um it's it's really kind of like we went last year and it was really it was a really good experience everything's kind of condensed and everything all the action is really in a very you know a, a, a few blocks of each other really easy access to the hotels there's a giant convention center right next to the stadium um it's it's really well set up for the combine so i mean i don't know if you have anything I have to no say. idea that makes sense though I, I i i believe that some of the they they had some intentionality about where and how the com uh, how the building was kind of set up even just was to try to accommodate that a little bit um i think i remember hearing that last year at kjh3172 asks i keep getting both uh cornerbacks trayvon mullen mullins from clemson and joan williams from vanderbilt available at pick 61 and they are ranked nearly identical what are your thoughts on these two so joan i'll take you i'll just take joan and if you want to take trayvon does that work uh joan you know we kind of talked a little bit about him uh with craig earlier uh he's got some upside 
Uh, if if he tests well this week, I think there's some athletic upside that you know, if he's got that, it's going to be a big help for him. I really like him as a long uh, cor- press corner, and his length, he uses it well. He does. He has remarkably fluid hips for a guy his size. And uh, I had some... So here's the weird thing. I watched his tape. I watched him against Ole Miss. And early in the game, I was concerned about him as a tackler. Um, and then later in the game, he kind of showed some more aggressive, you know, tendencies and was willing to stick his nose in there. And I kind of got a little bit more encouraged by what I saw. Uh, and his press was better as the game got on too. So um, I, I, I've really grown on Joe Williams as I've watched him. And, you know, it, it, he's, he would be a, a really nice add to this roster uh, as a big corner. And I would say ask me after the combine, too, because how both these guys yeah. test is going to separate them. Um, I'll just say this about Trayvon Mullen, the corner from Clemson. You know, he was a big-time recruit coming out of high school, and he was a guy that people were always kind of waiting for him to burst out at Clemson, and he never really did. But I will just say I think he's a really good athlete. I think he's going to test really well. And I also think the NFL is a lot higher on him than draft Twitter is. Yes. I think he, I think if you would ask people in those buildings who they would pick between these two, I'd be willing to guess that Trayvon Mullen and Joquan Williams actually would not be ranked that closely. I think Mullins would be, or Mullen would be ranked quite a bit higher. And I wouldn't be surprised actually to hear his name called on the first day of the draft. You, you see a lot of people that do talk about him in his last game. He he made a few plays. Uh, I think he did. He have two interceptions that game in the national uh, in the national championship. I think or was he it had just two, one? and then he had that big sack as well. Right? He did. Yeah. You're right. I mean, his last his last game was was pretty impressive. So, um, you know, he he made the right plays at the right time. That's kind of one of those things you can see him, you know, creeping into the into the first round. And there's some people that have him there. Maybe at 29. Uh, I don't know. I I. I I think he's good at a lot of things. I don't think he's great at a lot of things. I don't think there's a lot of upside with him. You know, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know, man. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We will talk to you next week. Was that a Justin pun? No. It sounded kind of like it. No. Just okay. No. Justin Edge Rusher. Okay. No. Can't. All right. Continue. Can't. No. Sorry. No.